0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is part two of our Dense Breast on Mammogram, What to Do Next. And we're talking about Katie Couric's recent diagnosis of breast cancer. You see, on September the 28th, 2022, Katie Couric, the media celebrity, wrote an essay on her website detailing her breast cancer diagnosis in June. In that essay, she describes her process of her screening mammogram and because she has dense breasts, how she always gets a breast ultrasound as supplemental screening. Well, this whole issue of supplemental screening has really blown up this fall of 2022. Well, what do professional societies say about supplemental screening in women who have dense breasts on screening mammogram? Now, if you haven't heard part one, you got to go back and listen to part one, because part two will not make a lot of sense unless you listen to part one. See, there has been some big changes on screening mammograms. Even though the majority still get 2D basic mammography as a screening test, the National Comprehensive Cancer Network has recommended that 3D screening mammogram be the gold standard. Well, what do professional societies have to say? I mean, is that the stance from ACOG? I mean, on the one hand, we definitely know that dense breasts do decrease the sensitivity of routine screening mammography. So is supplemental screening the answer? Well, in this session, we're going to tackle what several professional societies have to say and try to reconcile this whole discrepancy. We're also going to give the result or the answer, the conclusion of what I did with my patient that we started this whole discussion in part one at the intro because our patient came in asking for supplemental screening, so I'll tell you what we came up with with her. Ready? Let's get to part two of Dense Breasts on Mammogram, what to do next, right now. Our goal is to keep everyone up to date in practicing evidence-based medicine, because medicine moves real fast. This is Clinical Pearls. We do look to professional societies for guidance and for advice, right? Now remember, these are just Guidelines. Nothing is hard and fast. Very few things are statutes in medicine. These are guidelines. These are recommendations. But we're going to cover four of these recommendations from four different professional societies and organizations. So we're going to start with ACOG, then we're going to talk about the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force. We're going to talk about the stands from the American Cancer Society, and we'll wrap it up giving you the stands from the American College of Physicians. Now, remember, we're going to cover these four different societies or professional organizations, their opinion on supplemental screening. And then I'm going to tell you what we came up with for our patient. All right. But more importantly, right after we cover those four different opinions, I'm going to give you the why, why their stances, what it is. So let's get started with ACOGs right now. As of November 2022, the ACOG does not recommend supplemental screening for women with dense breasts who do not have any additional risk factors for cancer and who are asymptomatic. So that's the first clinical pearl. Don't say that ACOG doesn't recommend supplemental screening, period, for anybody. That's not true. ACOG does not recommend supplemental screening in patients with dense breasts when they have no risk factors for breast cancer and they are asymptomatic, so don't forget those caveats. This is stated in the ACOG Committee Opinion Number 625, which was reaffirmed back in 2017. In this committee opinion, the ACOG states, quote, current published evidence does not demonstrate meaningful outcome benefits. In other words, no reduction in breast cancer mortality with any supplemental test. So screening alone should be sufficient. In other words, don't go and do any other tests just because you find that they have dense breasts on the report. Unless there's other issues going on, remember, if they have high risk factors, obviously if they're BRCA, or if they're symptomatic, this does not apply, so don't forget those caveats. ACOG also states, quote, evidence is lacking to advocate for additional testing until there's clinically validated data that indicate improved screening outcomes. It also goes on to say, The college strongly supports additional research to identify more effective screening methods that will enhance meaningful improvements in cancer outcomes for women with dense breasts and to minimize false positive screening results. The college recommends that healthcare providers comply with state laws that may require disclosure to women on their breast density, as reported in the mammogram. It also states that as of right now, it can't pick one kind of screening test over the other. In other words, it doesn't endorse breast tomocentesis or 3D screening mammo as the first line go-to, even though it was recommended by the National Comprehensive Cancer Network. Yep, ACOG still kind of liked regular old 2D mammogram, but the truth is there is something better. 3D digital tomosynthesis is much more sensitive and it is recommended by the NCCN, so just keep that in mind. Oh, ACOG, I really wish you would uh, just endorse. Go on and do it for 3D breast tomosynthesis, but. Anyway, things are changing. Just want to let you know. But as right now, that is the last stance. And remember, this hasn't been changed since it was last reaffirmed in 2017. All right, that's the end of that. Now let's talk about the U.S. Preventive Service Task Force. Well, they kind of have the same stance of ACOG. The U.S. PSTF states, quote, current evidence is insufficient to assess the balance of benefits and harms of adjuvant screening for breast cancer using breast ultrasound MRI, digital breast tomosynthesis, or other methods in women identified as having dense breasts on an otherwise negative screening mammogram, end quote. All right, what's the trap, chop a translation there? Well, just get a regular mammogram and don't worry about it. Just have her keep her routine annual mammograms if she has dense breasts. Man, that's a big poop on the whole thing, isn't it? They just don't recommend anything. All right, sorry, just the way it is. What about the American Cancer Society? Okay, this is the American Cancer Society. I mean, they're all over this, right? I mean, they're the American Cancer Society. Well, they say the same thing that ACOG and PSTF said. The ACS states, quote, "...evidence is insufficient to recommend for or against yearly MRI screening or other modalities in women with dense breasts." End quote. And just to go ahead and do the spoiler right now, that's the exact same stance as the American College of Physicians, who states, quote, there's just insufficient evidence on the benefits and harms of screening strategies in women who have dense breasts, end quote. All right, so we've covered ACOG, the U.S. Preventive Service Task Force, the American Cancer Society, and the American College of Physicians – All of them, or none of them, I guess I should say, support supplemental screening in women just because they have dense breasts, as long as they have no additional risk factors and they are asymptomatic. Well, there you go. Now if you're like me, it's very easy to go into negative and pessimism mode, right? I mean, you hear those opinions of those four different organizations or professional societies, and it's very easy to go, "Oh, what's well, I mean, what's happening here? They just they just don't care," right? No, that's not it at all, is that we have to stick with the data. And it's true, if you add ultrasound to a routine mammography with a patient with dense breasts, you're going to pick up anywhere from one to three additional cases of breast cancer per 1,000. You're like, see, right there, that's proof. And that's totally true. You can pick up additional cases with supplemental imaging. But if you look past that, here's the issue. Quote, as of now, we don't have evidence that supplementary screening reduces breast cancer mortality or improves quality of life, end quote. Well, that comes right out of the chair of the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force that made that recommendation. So it's all about having a bigger impact. Yes, we can possibly find additional handful of cases but does it overall change their mortality? And the answer is it doesn't seem to. And that's really our end point. It's overall decrease in mortality and improving quality of life. And as of right now, sorry guys, the data for supplemental screening just doesn't support that. Okay, so I told you that I would tell you what we came up with with my patient. Remember, if you listen back in part one, in the intro, this whole thing started because a patient came in, had her first screening mammogram, and it was found to have dense breasts, and she asked for an MRI. Now, put it back into context, remember, she is otherwise average risk, no additional risk factors for breast cancer, and she was asymptomatic. So we had this whole discussion, pretty much the content of both part one and part two of this podcast, we discussed together. And there's three clinical pearls here that we covered with her and that I want you to take home as we wrap this up. First is that that mammogram finding dense breasts is super important, but again, it has to be interpreted in the context. And because she had no additional breast cancer risk factors and she was asymptomatic, that should be sufficient as long as she continues her regular routine annual mammograms that's that's endorsed by the college. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that it's not just about the mammogram, but it's also about the clinical breast exam. So we did our clinical breast exam as well. Remember, patient self-examinations of the breast are no longer endorsed, favoring instead just breast awareness. But clinical breast exam is still recommended and endorsed by the college, partly because of education of what breast anatomy is and what to look for, but it also can help just detect some things that the patient may or may not be concerned about that can be a focused part of an investigation. So the first is put things into proper perspective and in context. The second thing is, is that there's still a role, there's still a place for clinical breast examination and that's supported by the college. And then the third thing is that medicine moves fast. So I told the patient, look, as of right now, you've got four professional organizations and societies who are telling us that we don't have to order anything else, despite Katie Couric's well-intended message to seek a breast MRI. And so as of right now, the data is just not there. So those were our three different points that we addressed. We put into proper context. We talked about a clinical breast exam, which is what we did, and as well as breast awareness. And then we left it at the medicine data is ever evolving. But as of right now, it's just not indicated. And I'm very thankful. She was very good. She was very comfortable with that. She she felt what she listened to. She felt more relaxed. And we made the commitment, both of us, that I would follow up in one year for her next screening mammogram, and by the way, yes, that was a 3D screening mammogram, which is great, and and I took comfort in that as well. But anyway, just personal perspective as to how we dealt with a patient asking for supplemental screening, not just any supplemental screening, but a big one, breast MRI, when it probably was just not indicated. All right, podcast family, that brings us to a wrap. We have covered what to do with the finding of dense breasts on routine screening mammogram. I do hope you found this podcast helpful. We're thankful for you. And as always, we're glad that you're part of our podcast family. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.